Welcome everyone to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. As always, this is Thor, and I am here with Doc. Tell me, Crick. And Sasquatch Senpai. So this week, let's start things off again, talking about our new game announcements and updates. And why don't you kick us off, Sasquatch, with our new game announcement category? Well, uh, Bug Snacks is coming to Steam in 2022. Um, <clears throat> it was apparently prior on Epic Game Store for nine months. I did not know that. But uh, it is uh, what you call a creature collecting game anymore. So Pokemon, Digimon, whatever. Uh, not quite the same, but you collect various creatures, get powers, solve puzzles, etc., etc., fight stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, after a nine-month exclusivity contract with the with uh, Epic Games, uh, developer Young Horses has announced that it's coming to Steam uh, next year. So nice. Um, hopefully, uh, sounds like there will also be some DLC for it. Uh, if it goes on sale, I'll probably get it because it looked like a a really fucking creepy game, to be quite honest. But I'm always <laughs> down for a puzzle game, so. We also have a rumor about Sly Cooper 5 currently being in development at PlayStation. Um, the last Sly Cooper was Thieves in Time in 2013. Uh, probably about time two for another Sly Cooper. Uh, this time it will probably be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Um, sounds like it's in early stages of development, so... Sounds like Sucker Punch, Sucker Punch Productions is working on it again. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like probably if we do get anything, it'll be next year when we get an actual announcement on it. So either a late 2022, sometime in 2023 launch date. Sounds like we also are getting finally some uh, planned free DLC for Cyberpunk 2077. Only about a year Ooh, later. I heard about that. <laughs> I am yeah, downloading that patch right now. <laughs> do you want to? Nice. Do you want to know all of Ooh, the content provided in this for free for the player base? Yes. yes. Uh, you get two new jackets and a car. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Um, really? That's so it? this is. This is one of the small bits of planned DLC for the game. Um, kind of going along the same lines that they did with The Witcher 3. A ton of free small DLC little packs. <clears throat> but in Cyberpunk, it seems you're going to have a lot more outfit choices uh, as well as new vehicles. There is a new visual update, an alternative appearance for Johnny Silverhand as well that will be available. So um this is one of the small ones this is not one of the large expansion dlcs you might expect kind of like uh the two major ones we got with the witcher 3 but yeah so uh enjoy your two new jackets alternate alternates johnny silverhand and a new car or if the car will be better oh, than that man. motorcycle i ride around on um, i just started my also- update for cyberpunk and there's 36 gigabytes Jesus. They've done a lot. Um, also, they did update the yeah, minimap on it, so when you're driving, it. it zooms out, so you can you can you know see where you're driving a little well, bit that's better. Amazing, right? Hell yeah! Um, we also God. have a new gameplay uh, reveal for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, it oh, was yeah. 
kind of revealed what two years ago a year ago <clears throat> uh, not really much then but this reveal trailer gave us a whole bunch of gameplay footage um, involving the open world action that will be taking place uh, you actually physically fly around on your Pokemon that are using fly uh, nice. ride around on your Pokemon using surf stuff like that nice. uh, there are stealth mechanics there's running mechanics you actually have to dodge out of the way of uh, wild Pokemon's attacks much mm -hmm. like you would kind of expect if you're in the world um, you do still have a Pokemon fighting system. You throw out your Pokemon that you have on you. Um, then they'll draw the aggro of the other Pokemon. I'm not quite sure if you'll still have to dodge out of the way of like wild Pokemon. Like in Raids and Pogo. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah. So, hopefully. Um, it looked really neat. It's actually, like, the first Pokemon game I'm looking forward to in, like, a decade because it's something actually new. Mm. And they did announce that support for both Arceus and uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shif or Shining Pearl is going to be uh, support for them are going is going to be coming to uh, Pokemon Home uh, in 2022. Very nice. We uh, so. we did also get an actual hard launch date for Arceus, uh, which will be January 28th, 2022, on the Nintendo Switch. Which that platform is not surprising at all. It does. It does look like a Switch game, but uh, mm. it does actually look really interesting and really cool. Nice. So I, that's exciting because I'll have a Switch finally by then too, so I can actually grab that. I'm pretty stoked. Also, uh, QuakeCon 2021 is currently going on, and we do we had some rumors floating around about a Quake remake possibly, and that has been confirmed. Um, it is being handled by the studio Ooh. behind the Wolfenstein games. Um. So, yeah, we got a brand new arena shooter. Pick up your guns, jump around, rocket jump, whole bunch of fun stuff like that. Um, it sounds like it's going to be called Quake Revitalized. So, I'm so uh, there is an ESRB rating for it available. Um, it's going to be for PC and consoles. So, it does have an official like synopsis summary for it. This is a first person shooter in which players assume the role of a soldier that travels through time to stop an evil force from destroying humanity. Some areas areas depict <clears throat> mutilated body parts on the ground or falling from ceilings. So yes, you know, yes, 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 yes. Uh, it is being rated M for mature. So big surprise. Much excite. Also, along with that, announced at uh Quakecon is Doom Slayer's collection with Doom 64 is appeared for Switch on the retail website. So we're getting a huge, huge Doom collection available for Switch. So this is going back all the way one, two, three, Doom 64, a whole bunch of Doom games. So nice. Solid. This was previously available on PS4 and Xbox One. So um, finally, the Switch will be getting it. This is not. Uh, this is Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, and Doom 2016. So not the most recent one, but the kind of the reboot of the series. Oh, also, we got really good reviews too, though. <clears throat> yeah, I honestly like the original reboot better, but uh, Doom Eternal was fantastic also. Also, I bet no one can guess what game is coming out once again this November. <laughs> It is the 10th anniversary of Skyrim, and they are going to be releasing The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Uh, this is going to be on all platforms. Um, it does it does include, it's pretty much the previous edition, uh, 
the updated whatever edition it was. Um, but this will be the full game plus all three expansions, which are <laughs> Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragon and uh, Dragonborn. Um, this will also include all of the enhancements out of the uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition, so access to the Bethesda mod network as well. This will also already contain pre-built in 500 unique pieces from the Creation Club. So quests, dungeons, bosses, weapons, spells, and a whole bunch of other stuff that they have curated from various mod creators and put and pre-installed into the game as well. So it's probably going to be like a bunch of uh, quality of life improvements. Lore, quality of life improvements, lore friendly stuff, things like that. Maybe like rebalances here or there. So, and fishing. Nice. Uh, probably nothing's a real game until there is officially fishing. So no, I I read something somewhere that said that they were adding fishing. That is definitely a mod. Um, also November 11th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Uh, Central European Standard Time, on the official Bethesda YouTube and Twitch channel, the London Symphony Orchestra and the London Voices Choir will be having an entire recital about Skyrim. So if that's something you want to tune mm. into and and catch up on, that would be something you could watch. Um, it probably would be pretty neat. I love orchestral music, so I'll. I'll probably be at work, so I'm pretty sure the... What is the 11th? It's the day after my birthday, I know that. Yep, that's um, a Thursday. I wow. ain't catching that. Also, we have a new MMORPG announced. Uh, it is going to be Lineage W. Uh, Lineage is an older uh, RPG series from NCSoft. And they have announced that it will have a 2021 worldwide launch. Um, I, remember, said, I remember that series. Uh, they have said it will be coming to Windows PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, and both iOS and Android devices. Which is pretty common for an uh, Asian-centric uh, developer. So try to get as broad of an audience as possible. Yeah. And I think that was. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, go for it. No, no, I was just gonna say. I think that was that was. Uh, I was gonna transition to the next category. So. Oh uh, well, uh, just a couple more bits on lineage. Uh, it will be a single build for the entirety of the world, meaning every single player will be playing off the same, the same build. So there won't be separate builds for like Europe or generally. What you'll see is you'll have separate builds for like China and Japan as well as having Western builds. <clears throat> but it's all going to be the same build, have a global market, real-time AI translation. So those these players are going to be playing with one another. So you're going to be playing with people in Japan, you're going to be playing with people in India, and there's going to be AI translation between the players so you can communicate. Um, and there will be cross-platform play between PC and consoles. Oh, that's neat. Um, there is pre-registration available currently on their official website, as well as on Google Play and the apps, the iOS App Store. So, there are nice. also in-game rewards being offered for pre-registration. Nice. So, uh, that looks like it's going to be our largest category for the evening: the new game announcements and updates. Um, but let's see what we have over in the world of tech news for this week. 
yeah, we are finally getting our first bit of uh, PS5 optimized SSDs. Uh, these are specifically coming from a team group. Uh, the team force uh, Cardia SSDs to be specific, the NV the uh, NVMEAs that we need for the consoles. Um, they will launch up to eight terabytes with 7,400 megabytes a second speed. So these are going to be oh, some wow. hefty cards, and we're finally getting our first bit of optimized SSD specifically for the PS5. Um, we don't. Do we have any currently yet, or we just still have some planned? I don't think there's any. I don't know. I know they just recently added support in a previous update for the expansion, so there probably are not any yet. Yeah. We also have uh, Epic Games pushing their Epic Game Store beta um, for developers. It is called. It is the de it is the equivalent to Steam Direct, where developers and publishers can upload their games directly. Hmm. Um. So they're hoping to get a whole bunch of new indie games coming through here. It'll they'll be able to set up their own product pages, achievements, pricing, offers. They'll be able to upload at will and everything. So this is finally coming. So people who want to publish to both stores will be able to publish themselves to Epic Games Store now as well as Steam. Um, just kind of like a quality of life thing for uh, developers looking to try to push across as many PC platforms as possible. Yeah. Nice. Well, how about our uh, legal controversies for this week? I know there's a small group of them. Uh, more going back to the ROM universe site, the dude who tried to defend himself from Nintendo about his ROM website, uh, and who <laughs> isn't also paying Nintendo back. So, uh, he also, Nintendo also wants the ROM site to destroy all of its games and quote, or else, um, I don't know where else they would be keeping them, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was already sued for $2.1 million. I don't know if he can afford to keep a server with ROMs on it. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, he's also not allowed to play any sort of Nintendo ROMs anymore. He's been <laughs> blacklisted completely. So, <laughs> yeah, damn. Can't even play his own ROMs. He's hiding from them on his personal PC. We also have Rough. a we also have a bit of news involving the Battlefield 2042 playtest group. Um, anyone who breaks the NDA for the game may be permanently banned from playing the full game. Um, this isn't really any sort of new news. Uh, many larger games that have CBTs, closed beta tests, where they have NDAs, where you know the developer doesn't want their information getting out and what's being tested, they kind of push for this a lot and will ban people's full accounts, no matter how much money they've spent on it. Um, it's happened with Genshin Impact recently as well. So just follow your NDA and don't get banned from playing a game you're testing because you want a little bit of internet fame. Or I guess if you want a little bit of internet fame and don't want to play the game ever, go for it. Yeah, geez. There was also a uh, security researcher who uh, found a exploits in Steam that let you add infinite Steam wallet funds. Oh, damn. Um... It was kind of on the back end of things. If you created an email with a specific string of characters, 
when money is transferred into the wallet, how it works is that it would keep cycling into that email if that's your email account as you're trying to pay and just keep adding more and more and more and more funds. Uh um, he reported it to Valve and they awarded him $7,500. Nice. nice. We, also have, we also have a little bit of uh, <clears throat> news involving the Halo Infinite beta. Um, apparently the bots have been teabagging players. <laughs> but uh, apparently it's a bug. It's a bug and not a feature. Oh, yeah, I really sure. wish this okay. was actually a feature. That I mean... That's what I would it, say it, too. That is accurate. in spirit. That is in spirit of Halo, teabagging. It absolutely is. It is the creation of teabagging. That just like, tells me that there. whatever information they entered for those AI, whatever de- whatever data they collected, like was just super accurate data. I mean, if they're designed to act like other players, they're doing a good job. <laughs> um. So this only specifically happened with players who were killed by a bot near stairs. Um, <laughs> the bots would have problem pathing correctly up the stairs, and so it looked like they were intentionally teabagging the player if their head was facing downwards on the stairs. Um, but uh, come on, 343, just just say we got teabagging AI. <laughs> Inner Sloth... Uh, is also kind of upset with Epic Games and Fortnite. Um, Fortnite has a new temporary mode called Imposters. And so it's it Among Us, basically. Just, right? It is literally as close to Among Us as you can be, but not in Among Us. Nice. Now, the entire concept for the game, it's not original. You have a werewolf, Salem, uh, multiple other versions of this game. But they all have specific twists on it, different variants of gameplay. Uh, Imposters is just straight up Among Us. And Inner Sloth is not really all that happy with it, not even be consulted on it. <laughs> they're like, um, if we call it a minigame, we can get away with anything, right? I mean, they're suing Apple because they want their cake and they want to eat it too. I don't oh, know. Oh, jeez. What... <laughs> Come on. Um, the, the tweet from the co-founder of Inner Sloth, Marcus Bromander, said, is it really that hard to put 10% more effort into putting your own spin on it? <laughs> yeah. This guy is a bro. Oh, um, so, yeah, it is literally just taking a name <laughs> from the alien imposter of among us and just recreating the entirety <laughs> of among us in fortnite Dumb. so to be uh, fair you... fortnite did do their whole season based on alien invasion but i haven't played that game mode so i really can't still made a different among it, us mode <laughs> or like consulted them and at least done like i haven't a... played it that's not epic style. They're like that edgy guy on Facebook that always disagrees with you. Um, Callum Underwood, a business representative for Among Us developer Interslot, tweeted that, you know, they're open to collaborations and crossovers. They clearly are. <laughs> They've uh, crossed over and collaborated with a ton of various games. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I'm saying. They didn't even have to put a spin on it. Just be like, just like, go yeah, ask like, hey, them. What the fuck? You want to work with us on something? Shit. They'd be like, cool, hell yeah. Yeah, that's like, great. We're five. We're five indie developers. Yeah, that's awesome. This will be great for our portfolio. Yeah, nah, fam. We're just gonna fucking rip it straight off from you, and then name it after <laughs> oh, a character man. in the game. 
Oh, wow. Epic is just, they really got off the rails with all of their <laughs> shit lately. They um, really have. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going to test also, that after yeah, this you try if my computer will let me. Um, Phil Spencer of Microsoft has said there will be no Xbox app for the Nintendo Switch. Um, so he wants to bring oh, it to no. as many places as he wants, but there has not been any sort of collaboration between Nintendo and Microsoft on an Xbox app. Hey, hey, I would love an Xbox uh, Xbox app on my Switch. That would be great to stream it to there. It mm. already has a built-in controller. I'd use my Switch more probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there will be no Xbox app on the Nintendo mm. Switch if anyone was hoping for that. What else do we have over in Microsoft and Nintendo Alley? Um, Phil Spencer, once again, has a Steam Deck, apparently, and he says he loves it, and the Xbox games will work well on it. Nice. Uh, the PC company likes the PC. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, he's one of, he's one of uh, the industry's insiders and heads who have gotten, an, have gotten their hands on an early version of the Steam Deck. Um, he even tweeted about it. He says, was at Valve Software this week talking with Scott, Eric, Gabe about the Steam Deck after having mine most of the week. I can say it's a really nice device. Games with me on the go, screen size, controls all great. Playing Halo and Age feel good. xCloud works well. Congrats, SD team. Um, so this is probably saying that he was able to get Halo and Age of Empires downloaded and running on it because both those games are on mm. the Steam store. Um, as well as xCloud being its own thing, which is their streaming service. So, yeah, uh, sounds like even, even technically competitors are in love with the Steam Deck, so that's great. But I, then again, I don't think Microsoft really wants anyone to be a competitor anymore because they're just rolling in money at this point. Yeah. Also, for the first time in 33 years, the Nintendo Switch is the first console to sweep Japan's games sales chart. So, nice. yeah. Uh, also, in this little bit, the PlayStation 5 failed to have a game in the top 10 at all. Oof. Uh, have, have there been any yeah. standout PS5 games yet? Yeah, most of the, like, yeah, there's not a whole, there's just not any huge exclusives, especially not that aren't also for PS4. Oh, I'm sorry, not top 10. Yeah, top, not 30, yet. top 30 games Oof. were all Nintendo Switch. Holy shit. Damn. It's uh, worse than we 1988 thought. was the last time this happened, and that was when the Famicom was going, when that was the only console in Japan. Wow. So uh. it's much worse. Uh, I mean, the top, it's not necessarily meaning just games only for the PS5. This is games that can be on both. It's just copies from the PS5. Now, mm. this can be a lot. This can be for a lot of reasons. There's not a lot of PS5s in circulation in Japan, which we know that for a fact. Japan's not even an area where they're putting forth a lot of their stock of PS5s. They're trying to hit the US and Europe as well. And this also kind of goes along with the fact that Sony is starting to target Japan less and less as a primary region. And it seems like Nintendo is jumping all over that. Nice. Uh, we also have a missed remake coming to Xbox One, the Xbox Series consoles, and PC. So, um, Mist is an older first-person puzzle game. So, um, 
This is kind of a upscaled re-release that came out for the Oculus Quest back in December of last year. But this will not be for VR only. Um, this will also be for the Microsoft consoles as well as available on other PC platforms. Nice. And how about our TV and movie corner? I've got an article from a website I've never seen before, but they've got an exclusive saying that Disney is considering the buyout of Sony for the Spider-Man characters. Hmm. Oh my God. Ever since I opened that article that you sent, I've been getting promoted page like stuff from them on Facebook. Huh? Hmm. The Facebook algorithms at it again. It's always at it. Yeah. But they were back in court again. Facebook? Yeah. Ugh, I'm so they done do with this Facebook. Time. Same thing as last time, but with more proof. Which was, I can't even keep it straight anymore. Uh, I don't remember. I saw it on Reddit like earlier today. Ah. Um, yeah, I've, for all of my streaming stuff, I started pivoting away from Facebook so much because they started adding so. It was. It's just. It's. It's work anymore just to keep up with their shit. YouTube and Twitch combined are like using those two in tandem are less work than just dealing with Facebook. So. Uh, yeah, I've been. I've. I share a few funny memes once in a while, um, from both my. I don't know, Sasquatch Senpai accounts, as well mm -hmm. as a little, a few more serious things and a couple political memes here or there on my personal page. And it's how I keep in touch with family and stuff. But other than that, I've just pivoted to Twitter. That's yeah. easier. Yeah, I still use Facebook for a lot of like memes and stuff, but I mostly just see like gaming memes. That's where I get a lot of my news articles um, for gaming and stuff from. Um, like yeah, shit even yeah. twitter is better because you can follow entire topics mm -hmm. well yeah and i get i get probably i get more from my google news than i do from facebook but sometimes i'll th Plus, see things especially see from like on twitter from, from like push square and stuff but it's um yeah I, I i don't put any content on facebook anymore i don't bother um because the way that it works anymore, if you're not paying them money, then you're not going to be seen if you don't have if you have less than like ten thousand anyway. So it's oh, yeah. they've become so like I don't know pay to win if you will um, that it's just meaningless. So I'd I'd rather I, I what I I've been positioning to put my recorded content on YouTube and do live on Twitter or Twitch. Um, and then that's just what I'm going to do from here for the most part. I've, I've pretty much abandoned Facebook. And it's just they just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. And they're starting to fall more and more out of grace in wide use anyways as far as, like, what I do for work and everything. So it's it's whatever. Uh, what did you have oh. for the TV and movies there, Sasquatch? I don't think I had anything for TV and movies. I mean, I guess one thing I was going to talk about later can come into it. Um... The Stranger Things, uh, the Stranger and characters, uh, both the survivors and monster in the game Dead by Daylight are mm. going to be removed from being purchased um, as the license with Netflix is coming up and ending. Um, there are fans 
uh, trying to get Netflix to renew the license with the developer of Dead by Daylight, but who knows? Um, mm. All that will really have the monster and characters, the survivors will still be playable. The map will be removed completely, and it will no longer be able to be purchased uh, newly by people as well if oh, okay. the license does lapse. Gotcha. But people who already bought it will be able to keep their characters? Yes, but people okay. who also bought it purchased the ability to play the map, but that will be gone as well. So it's kind of in a kind of in a weird, weird spot. Yeah. And then there's one more small catch-all. I know we had some weekly RuneScape updates, and I think you had some magic updates as well. Um, Interesting magic thing, yeah. For my RuneScape updates, um, the Premier Club is going on a summer sale. So right now you can buy Premier Club access. Obviously, it's uh, um, you're not going to get quite as much since it's halfway through, but it is on sale again. Um, this, to be clear, is the last Premier sale. So the... Uh, the 2021 or yeah the the or the 2020 through 2021 the one that went on sale originally last december that's the one that's on sale it's not this year's next premiere club it's just the old one going on sale pr presumably before they announce the new one um and then of course we have our new archaeology updates that we talked about last week those are live now there's been some game balancing updates that are available in the patch notes on the website. Um, and they announced that the Ninja Team's next project is going to be on Action Bars. So we'll see some updates there coming soon. What did you have over on MTG there, Sasquatch? Um, just a really interesting and potentially harmful to the game thing mm. that happened. Oh, geez. Um, Robert Hobden, who is a physics professor who is famous and known for pushing boundaries of copyright law, has successfully filed the first copyright on a specific Magic the Gathering deck. Hmm. Um, he titled it Angels vs. Demons, or Angels and Demons. Um, so it is a copyright he has successfully filed that uses products from an entirely different company mixed together uh now if anyone else tries to like register this deck or use it in any capacity they are under under his right by law to be sued wow yes yeah so i mean savage yeah what the hell uh, this is this is kind of this is getting on Disney levels, and hopefully this was yeah. just something he was doing to try to be like, hey, copyright law needs to be changed because that's mostly what he does. He goes through and does like ridiculous various copyrights like this and tries to push them. Um, he understands how the law and the code works, so hopefully this will be changed because it's not even his own intellectual property. He is copyright. Yeah. Huh. But uh, what this means is this can cause a whole bunch of players to run and try to copyright various popular decks and deck archetypes yeah um this would stop people in tournaments from potentially submitting the best version of a deck because uh, someone else has already copyrighted who doesn't even actually play magic that's and then if they wanted to use it they would have to pay the, the person who owns the copyright money for the right to use the said deck okay that's that's totally not how, okay how how all-encompassing is the composition of the deck list gotta be 
to the uh, exact same deck list. So you could change like one card. Right. But see, when you're playing with a 60 card deck and you have all of these cards in there for a specific yeah. for a certain percentage chance to draw them when you need them. I, so changing one card, having one less of one card and having one more random card, that means you're going to have one less of a perfect card for your deck and one more and one card that's just not as useful. Mm. And that's going to change your percentages of drawing what you need and when you need it, how often you can win and how consistent your deck is. Because consistency is something you want with your deck and is what makes them really powerful. Yeah, and I can't I can't speak to magic, but um, for on my experience in Pokemon, um, it's the same thing. It's a it's a sixty card deck, and having to change just one card off of a really good build, it, it it'll it can just destroy the entire strategy for that deck. And I, I guess then your only option is to is to bow to the copyright. Um, I can see something being changed here because this is probably something. Wizards of the Coast can push back against since it is their IP. And not only that, the art on the cards is still technically owned by various artists who are contracted to them. Wizards of the Coast and thus Hasbro have permanent rights to use said arts on their, their products. But the artist also still owns that art outside of Magic. So not only was he able to copyright Wizards of the Coast's product for his own usage... He was able to copyright the art of other people for his own usage at the same time. So this will probably yeah, be pushed that back against against Hasbro. Yeah. So. Damn. So how about a, a few more interesting headlines before we wrap things up? Um, if you like lawn mowing, don't check out the lawn mowing <laughs> simulator. Apparently. Hank Hill's worst uh, nightmare? Uh, yes. Apparently it is not very realistic as far as simulators go. The Steam reviews are full of people oh. lamenting the, 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 the details provided in the game. <laughs> you know what? Something Hank Hill said that has always resonated with me. What's that? He what? said, why would anybody do drugs when they can just go mow their lawn? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. I've talked my landlords into letting me mow my lawn, and it's fantastic. I love it. It's a great Saturday morning activity. So have you tried you the simulator? I am not buying the simulator, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, let me, let me, let me try again. Are, are the limitations legitimate? Um, some people are saying this is literally the bare minimum of the satisfying lawn mowing experience. <laughs> oh, is it VR? Uh, it is also VR, yes. You can play it okay. in VR. Okay. They're probably going to all go do drugs now. They can't mow um, their lawn. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reviews says, I don't know what I quite expected from this game, but I own a small lawn maintenance company. First thing I did was grind to get a skag to test out the strip, the stripping mechanics, and I was very let down. Also, nothing made by Skag is going to bog down at full RPMs and full speed, cutting three or four inches of dry grass. I should know. I own one. And to top it off, why are we cutting grass at two and a half inches? Are we $20 lawn guys? A cool seasonal lawn should be cut to 3.5 inches minimum. They look great at 4 to 4.5. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. That man was serious about it, or woman was serious about their comment, though. Uh, another one, another one says, grass should be harder to cut in the rain. <laughs> Why the <laughs> heck did they not add a speed cruise control or speed lock? Almost every mower has one. They are making us play inchworm with the speed. 
Oh, man, they really <laughs> fucked up, didn't they? Uh, no push mowers, no weed eaters, no grass juice flying out of the mower chute, no grass sticking to the wheels, no morning doves in the ambience, no <laughs> even getting off the mower. This is literally the bare minimum of the satisfying lawn mowing experience. Oh, man, this God, is great. How do you have a lawnmower like simulator if the house. lawnmower doesn't break down? Right? These people like sit in their house depressed for like two weeks until they can go mow their lawn again and like, this is Jesus what they get they get the worst experience of their life you know what you, if you're gonna put out a lot a, a a piece of software a simulation called lawn mowing simulator you have to think to yourself would hank hill approve of this and mm-hmm. if he wouldn't you have to go back to square one <laughs> you can always yeah, go play Play that uh, goat simulator and mow lawns as a goat. Probably be better. Probably more realistic, apparently. Goat simulator? My kid loved that game. He was, what, seven? And he was telling me, like, Mom, if I just do this, then I can get the main goat and we can do it. And I was like, all right, I'll give you $5 if you can do it. He never did it. But he got really close. (laughs) I had never seen that game before. And my last little bit here is that um, the first-person shooter Splitgate has shot past 10 million downloads in the first month. Nice. Um, This has been pretty much fully through word of mouth because I never saw a trailer, an advertisement, or anything for this game until I was actually told about it. Which is pretty impressive. Um, Yeah, same. I heard about it today. You told me about it. Uh, it is yeah, I heard about sitting it just now. a ridiculously high user, a pot like very positive user review on Steam. Um, it's a uh, Halo with portals. I don't know what else you could want. Um, the game looks great. Um, they have also said that they're going to indefinitely push back the hard launch date. It's going to indefinitely remain in beta um, while they continue pushing forth new updates, new maps, new weapons, weapon tweaks, uh, general balancing issues. So, but it's also still just free to play. They're also trying to get more servers onto it because there is a server queue time because the game has just fucking been a hit. What's even more impressive is this is 1047 games, first game they ever made. Nice. Like it is sitting at a ludicrously high positive. Like well, that's why they had no marketing. That's why there's no yeah. trailers or anything. They had no marketing budget. There's a there's a Steam trailer. But you have to come across it. Yeah, but I mean, they, they didn't have. That's why they, they didn't have any promotion or anything. They didn't have any like marketing budget to do campaigns on Facebook and all that dumb shit. So what? Was, the game went from four thousand concurrent players to one hundred seventy-five thousand in just a couple weeks. Concurrent <laughs> players. Damn. This is wow. like this is getting the Call of Duty levels of concurrent players. Um, so it's caused server issues, load times, stuff like that. So that's also something they're working on. Um, and it's a really small studio. So nice. Good for them. Absolutely. I'm, yeah. uh, I can't wait to try it out after we're done here. Um, after I cook some dinner and see how it is. Yeah, I'm downloading it right now. We'll see how far I get without any Wi-Fi. With your antenna-less Wi-Fi. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't put those back on. Uh, just stick a coat hanger in there. <laughs> I mean, it's still I'm, I'm serious. It just, it just needs metal. 
Yeah, no, for real. I might do that. Honestly, also, I want to play games tonight. Wi-Fi on your desktop. I moved to a new house, and there's no. Uh, I want to Wi-Fi talk. Tether your phone. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. So that's gonna do it for our news for this week. Uh, what have you been playing this week, there, Doc? Uh, let's see. A lot of Final Fantasy fourteen and a lot of Guilty Gear Strive. Nice. Although it looks like I'm going to be playing some Splitgate tonight. Hell yeah. Might join you. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I haven't really been playing much at all. It's, I've been back to work the last week and a half or so, so it's been full steam ahead, though I've been trying to get a little bit of Final Fantasy and RuneScape in, but even my regular stuff I haven't been able to play very much on. Unfortunately, it's a full scheme ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been playing last time since, or since the last time you were, you've joined us on the podcast? Shit. A uh, few things, I guess. Uh, last night I was playing Resident Evil, which I know that's old news, but just that the usual Fortnite, you know, nothing <laughs> new really. <laughs> How about you, Sasquatch? What have you been playing this week? Um, I played Back for Blood more. I played the Diablo 2 beta over last weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, How's more that? Valorant. Uh, Back for Blood is Left for Dead 3. Um, characters, characters have their own, like, basic personal buffs and then, like, team-wide buffs. Uh, the card-building system in it's really cool. You build a deck of cards, and then between each... Between between each chapter of each act and also at the beginning you get to draw cards from that deck and it changes how you play like um your quick melee bash is now a basic melee knife stab so it does more damage or you can carry an extra like offensive item so like an extra grenade um an extra support item so like an extra toolkit to unlock the locked object or bypass the security alarm stuff like that Guns can be modded. There's a ton of guns in there. And aside from the pistols, they all seem to have like really good usages here or there. I mean, there's like four pistols that are very and have different uses, but all of the guns are good in their own ways. They can be modded. Um, it's pretty much Left 4 Dead. It's Turtle Rock Studios. It was a blast. That also, is... normal difficulty is really fucking hard. That that's super cool. I totally was talking about D2 though. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's Diablo 2. It was mad. <laughs> that was so anticlimactic after that. I I mean, I was I never had the intention of playing it. It was bought for me. Oh, um, so okay. I played it and I was like, meh, it's Diablo mm. 2. It's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh more Valorant, some Final Fantasy 14. Um, I've also been drawing potatoes. <laughs> oh no. Yes, I about your potatoes yes i'm drawing um i was commissioned to make a live 2d rigging and they didn't have any art and i said well i'll draw you some art it'll be awful like jokingly Uh. and they agreed so i'm drawing a potato that is a samurai um and then somehow this devolved into people telling me i need to draw potatoes and fishnets which (laughs) <laughs> then naturally turned into a potato fucking a cabbage. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah, this is the internet. We've been over this. You weren't here yet. Yep. 
This is just the natural progression. (laughs) Look, look, look. You got dragons fucking cars and dragons fucking trains. Why can't I have potatoes fucking vegetables? I I am not going to censor you, bro. You can do whatever you want to (laughs) do. I am... I am going to... I am going to get paid by someone to draw a potato <laughs> fucking something, and then who will be laughing? Not me, because I will be dead on the inside. <laughs> but it's actually been fun uh, drawing and practicing drawing, and it's weird drawing a potato that's a samurai, <laughs> and it just kind of devolved from there. So, oh man, thinking of having to draw a French fried dick on a potato is kind of a weird <laughs> thought. You don't have to make a dick. But what else is it fucking a cabbage with? Uh, one of the... Potatoes have like little offshoots, little root offshoots. It's, yeah, but they're like, I mean, I guess it could be a root, yeah. Wouldn't that just be a potato's dick at that point? Yeah. Okay. Lord. So on that... This podcast is rated M for mature. (laughs) On that note... I just put a... Go ahead. I just put a cut hanger on my uh, antenna thing, and it went up by one bar, but then it went back down. Oh, uh, anyway, boo. what if you touch? What if you touch the antenna? Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah, is, no, uh, nothing's happening. This is ghetto tech tips <laughs> with Sasquatch Senpai. <laughs> Shit! Until tomorrow, I want to make something work. Who? <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Let's close out. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find our main page at facebook.com slash gaming and all of our other pages listed in the description and comment section below. Thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Have a good night. John A., and follow me on Twitter for hot, sexy potatoes. <laughs> don't do that. Bye!